Why, hello, hello, hello. Welcome, you beautiful people. Everybody knows who I am. Everybody knows who the tattoo doctor is. Let's get this show on the road. That's right. Wow. So we're going to start off this time. We're going to talk about some uh, awareness. A cause that's very dear to, very near and dear to Dennis's heart. That's right. Um, so we're going to go into awareness for ultrasound. So ultrasound is kind of unique amongst the radiology spectrum that I've learned that ultrasound, we have a whole month of awareness. There it is. Yeah. Funny thing about it, though, is nobody really knows that it, we should be aware of it. So in all of radiology, they have um, x-ray week, they have nuclear medicine week, and ultrasound is the only one that has a month, but no one really cares that much about how making uh, aware of ultrasound. And so the, the big one that usually gets celebrated is x-ray week or radiology week. Um, and that usually consists of, from what I've been, what I've seen is the radiologists get together, the group or, or maybe like each day will have like a certain set of food or, or <laughs> treats that they'll bring in yeah. or, or the, if the hospital, which is, I think is a rarity that the hospital kind of gets behind it and they'll bring in foods or treats. I think it's usually that the radiologist group, um, yeah. buys whatever buys, whatever, we spend our own money for sure. Yeah, you spend a little bit of money to say like, thank you guys for your work. And like, we appreciate you. And although we normally bug you guys, this, this is our one week or whatever, but, um, and, and I kind of an aside with the nurses. So the nurses get a week as well. Um, and I think it's in May, uh, it deals with, uh, Florence Nightingale's birthday, I believe is when around when that happens. And so the nurses are, you know, they're always constantly feel like is, is working outside of nursing. I feel like the nurses get a lot of praise, whereas in radiology, ultrasound, we kind of get pushed on the back burner. Um, and so it's nice that we're given a month, although I don't think it's truly as celebrated as is the month it is. And I think it was really just based off of ultrasound awareness month was just based off of the machines and being aware that like, these ultrasound machines exist and that we do these exams and, and things like that. You think that. they gave you a whole month for the machines? I think people? I, I really think so. I think it was just for the machines. Wow. Um, when I could, that you know, <laughs> with the whole AI thing, it kind of makes you yeah. feel like, oh, whatever. It but, don't worry. People think we're going to be replaced by machines too. So we'll be for, for on sure. The same page. Yeah. So I, I think there's a, you know, there's a nuclear medicine week, which is kind of cool to celebrate, um, to have this episode today or now because ultrasound awareness month is in October. And so the month is now um, that we're being aware of that. And also um, I believe it's nuclear medicine is also in the month of October. And then November 8th is the discovery it has to deal with the discovery of x-ray. And that's when um, x-ray or radiology week starts, which everything. Oh, Willie, Willie Ronkin. That's exact. Yeah, Wilhelm. You know, you know how twisted that dude was. I do not. Who do you, th not who do you think he X-rayed first when he discovered X-rays? Uh, his wife. Yeah, kept a <laughs> ring on it. Just fried her hand. Obviously, they had no idea that they were doing that. But you should see. I don't know if it was his or hers. One of their hands at the end is just mangled. Right. It's it's fried. Yeah, I think he got osteosarcoma because he was just yeah radiating his his hand. Right. Obviously, right. they're in the beam. They're right in the beam. They have no idea. Right. Just like the. Um, Oh, what were they? I don't know what they were called, but they were the shoe shiners. 
Or mm. no, not shoe, uh, not shoe shiners. You could fitter, try the, yeah, you could try the shoe on and it would x-ray your foot so you could see how much like room you had. But mm. I mean, the they were staring in the beam when they did that. So they're just getting roasted. Oh my gosh. So needless to say, x-rays come a long way since then. Well, and you know, um, I think he died of cancer, right? Like you said, I think, yeah, like, yeah, I think it was, which, was don't quote which, me on that. which makes sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but like, he's so excited that he like create or founded this thing. And he's just like, oh, I just want to do yeah. it over and over again. They're like, oh, we can make the perfect shoe size fit your yeah. foot. And like, you know, whatever it is. And, 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 uh, when you're he didn't get to live to see, I mean, he, what he discovered and what we do now are just totally different. It's the same mm -hmm. concept, but they're just totally different. I mean, obviously he didn't get to see CT. So, but yeah, I mean, he changed medicine. I'm not yeah. sure that was his plan. Yeah. But he, he, he changed medicine. Well, and, so. and, and, and even, um, I think the first ultrasound was done in a, uh, or some sort of tub or something. And so all these people that, you know, these very smart people that come up with random things. Um, no, what's that? It's innovation. Innovation. Yeah. AI we're moving forward. Yeah. Um, so now once the dogs stop barking i'm gonna tell you or ask you since mm -hmm. it is ultrasound awareness month i need right. two pros and two cons of being a uh, ultrasound tech okay so i think um so we'll start with the good stuff and so the pros of being a, a sonographer um you get to you really like the you know like a sherlock you're like a sherlock holmes you're in there kind of trying to figure out what is going on so if you see you know some sort of fluid in a certain area you're like okay could that be in morrison's pouch or a different spot of fluid as well um and so like you're the eyes and the ears of of the, uh, the eyes of the radiologist excuse me the eyes of the in ears i guess because you're asking the patient's questions as well and so you're the eyes and the ears of the radiologist and so you have the opportunity to kind of like investigate and find out more details and then go back and report it to you guys and, mm -hmm. um, and allow you guys to make your dictations. And so I think that's a really cool aspect that, you know, you're not just a, a, a glorified button pusher as, yeah. as, as some people are think that you are like, you're really in there and you're like thinking about, okay, what is this? What is this? What is this? And I'm yeah. sure there's, there's some sonographers out there that kind of just go through the process or whatever, but you have the opportunity to like think outside the box and say, you know, well, you know, have you had cancer in the past or like just ask them different questions to make you maybe lead more way one way or the other. And then all of the, the different things you can ultrasound. I think if you're an echo or if you're an OBGYN yeah. or if you're in general or vascular. And so there's all these different, or, you know, Gage's favorite musculoskeletal. Yeah. And so there's these different things that you can ultrasound as well and so you're not just like stuck in yeah. one particular thing which is which is really cool um yeah we've talked on the in the in the past before but ultrasound is definitely the most user dependent so you guys sure. definitely have the most freedom to do you know whatever you right. want to do so we, we rely very heavily for interpretation mm -hmm. on you guys because you know, if you don't get the images right we can't see it so, great power with what is that quote with great power comes great responsibility yeah. and so yeah you, yeah. you if you have a good sonographer bad sonographer and different you know you can it makes a world of difference on who's doing your exam um with the amount of experience and knowledge and and things like that and so whereas other jobs maybe you don't need that same level of expertise yeah that 
you would want somebody to have if they were doing your, you know, your shoulder to look for a tear or whatever, you know, different things like that. And so that, that goes a long way. And so I think those are um, some good pros of ultrasound. Yeah. With every good comes bad. Um, And so the cons are obviously, I think that, and I don't know if these stats have changed, but when I was in school, they'd always said that the average sonographer's career is about 20 years. And then usually you're done because you need shoulder surgery. And so yeah. you get, so you get accustomed to pu- pushing Bro, on usually out your rotator cuff. Yeah. It's gone <laughs> literally 20 years and you're gone. Um, and, and that's because you're pushing on, you're pushing on pregnant women. You're pushing on a fat population people. of fat yeah. people that are in the, yeah. exist in the United States. And so that same constant motion and then reaching. And I know patients, you know, I think, as a patient, you wouldn't think about it, but if I'm reaching across your body and then pushing any, the further away from my body I get, and then the continuing to push adds even more stress on that rotator cuff. I've never asked, but do you use the same arm or do you switch? And so I use the same arm predominantly and left unless there's like certain exams that I'll switch to. And I, and honestly, I would like to, um, it's tough because you know, you're, you're, you have a certain spespeed and then to switch mm-hmm. that I, it would take me time yeah and then I don't have the muscle. gonna get pissed because oh it took you 40 minutes to do a 20 minute exam yeah right. that makes sense it'd be, it'd be like if you're reading something and you're like you read an exam and all of a sudden you go from five minute reads to 20 minute reads and they're like yeah. what's going on we need you to read faster and more like try to read that one blind guys you know yeah exactly and so and I, and I always give it you know whenever I'm coming up to do an exam the nurse will say well can you just do do it on this side right here and I say if I give you a pen in the rest of the day and I say, write with your other hand and be just as good as, as the other one, like, how are you going to do yeah. Take so that like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most passive aggressive shit I think I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and so if I give you a pen, can you write on the opposite hand? Wow. You actually yeah. say that to them? I do. Which, oh. I, I'm not even, I'm not even kidding with you. Yeah. Like, and I, and looking back, maybe that was like a mean thing, but I like, That's I was a like, nightmare right there. That was the only example, like I could come up with in my mind to like help them understand like why, I guess I could have just said, no, I can't. <laughs> How did she take that? <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, and I've done it with a lot of people. And so and maybe that's something now that you're bringing this to my attention, maybe that's something that I probably should not do anymore. No, I mean, they but, get the point, but like, that was the biggest, I was like trying to, you know, certain folks are like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, that makes sense. And then some of them, I guess, take it the way that you would have taken it. Like yeah. I'm trying to backhand jab you. Yeah. And like, my mind is like, just trying to explain to you like why, because I try to understand like why. And so, I'm like, this is the reason why I can't do it on that side. And so, um, yeah, I, I probably, maybe I, I don't know. I, 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 I like my explanation. I like that. So, but okay. So there's one, give me one more. So you have another injury. What's another one? Um, I think call. Oh I, yeah. I, I think having to, we've been on this topic before. Yeah. Work some of your out. colleagues are not happy about some of the exams they have to do for call. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, some of the exams and then being on call in general is just not a, a not a fun thing. I think another another pro even just to kind of jump over there would be like obviously obviously I've had the opportunity to travel all over, all over the world and do this too. So that's like a a cool pro that you can travel and make money and have a good career. Yeah. And but the con would would definitely be um, I heard shoulder. that uh, California's hiring 
if you're looking so. <laughs> right now california oregon right yeah. now hardcore yeah some um some if you look at our last episode the old strike um is it looks like it's rearing its head again and so lots of places are hiring again yeah um, but yeah i think i think those are the biggest ones and especially the you know the surgeries those that's ergonomically i think if it's another sonographer if i would tell them anything like know your ergonomics the best you can tell your patients to scoot closer to you sometimes i tell my patients like i need you to scoot like a lot closer like closer to me and sometimes it's in you yeah yeah. sometimes it's inches you know i'm telling you to scoot a couple inches or centimeter whatever it is and they're like okay like they'll just scoot you know a little bit close and i'm and i'm and then I, i i tell my patients too like so doing the same consecutive motion causes me to kind of um have to maybe like have shoulder surgery in 20 years and so the closer you can get to me what is it, abduction abduction where it's, it's like away. The, yeah away so yeah the further the abduction my arm gets from my body the more likely i'm to have an injury and so i want to adduct them closer to me if i'm saying that correctly um, right, but, yeah I, yeah i get what you're saying yeah yeah <laughs> well, i mean i don't know you're the doctor so you tell me but um but yeah, I think I think those are probably the biggest the the biggest cons is call. Do you think your colleagues would agree? I think so. I think call, especially um, the injury the older, one. I've heard a lot of. I think that's pretty common. The older folks, especially because people who who are usually people who are younger start out and they try to take the call because you get a certain rate whether you get called in or not. And then if you do get called in, especially if you live close to the hospital, then it's some fast money. Yeah. But especially because yeah, everything women. around me, huh? Yeah, especially because if you if you get called in, you can get an exam done in ten minutes, and you get paid, you know, your two hours, a time and a half, or whatever that is, and so that's some quick money that you can make. But if you're living further away from the hospital, and it's you know a weekend or something, and you're just like yeah. you have a family, and and it's just taking a lot of time away, and so it's just as you especially you get older, that I think the older folks who have been doing it for a while are just like I don't. I would rather not. So I think yeah. injuries and call are two things that people would, would tell you like sucks. And now there's going to, you're going to see other things too, that people are like have preferences on exams. They're like, I hate doing, mm-hmm. you know, OB or I hate whatever it yeah. is. Just like, just like in your field, they don't, you know, I don't want to read that. Like that's not yeah. something I've read a lot of or whatever. And so, so uh, that, now let's get some, give me one pro and con of mm-hmm. having to interact with us. I, I I'm think sure I feel, I'm sure your colleagues could come up with a gazillion cons. <laughs> yeah, writes the for report sure. for them. Just puts in there what I I can hear the shit already. So let's <laughs> let's hear what's your let's start with the good first. Put, and so Gage just put me on the spot here because this was not talked yeah, about. Yeah, we didn't we didn't discuss this. <laughs> so uh, a pro of having to deal with you guys, I think, is a pro is that you guys teach it can teach us a ton of stuff and so you know be careful now your colleague's not gonna like that yeah well i think and i think they would agree with me on that because there's a lot of times that we'll go back and have a conversation with you guys and you'll say like this and this and this and you're like oh okay like that makes sense and so you guys help us get a better understanding of of everything because of the anatomy that you know of the Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff that we yeah that's the that's the part of ultrasound that you guys don't grasp is that our anatomy is better because we see it on other scans other you know mrct so i know mm-hmm. way more not way more but i know more anatomy i know non-ultrasound anatomy which helps right. me with ultrasound and and i think even like you know something like if we're not used to seeing the ovary or like well, i don't know something simple even 
that we can go back and say, hey, like, you know, where are you seeing this at here? And you're like, oh, their ovary sits really high. And so yeah. you should be looking, you know, if you guys are looking at another CAT scan, you guys say, oh, the ovary is much higher. That's probably why you're not seeing on this exam or the ovaries atrophic or the, you know, the pancreas is really atrophic. So you're not, you're not going to probably see it as well on your ultrasound. And so you guys can really help us with that. And, and even, you know, other aspects that you guys learn in medical school that were just not that, that we don't know. And you guys can teach us a lot of stuff. So I think that's really cool when we go back and they say, and you say, well, did you try this or did you do it this way? And you're like, Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, I had one radiologist that, you know, that made me, I was looking, I couldn't get gallbladder stones to roll and oh he wanted them stones to roll. And so he made me tell the patient to get on all four, like a dog and on the bed. And then make me scan this patient. That's where our reputation comes from. Just call them gallstones and move on. I was blown away because there was also what the crazy part was, is there was a body marker on the machine for this position. And so I put that, I was like blown away because I put the body marker of this individual, like on all fours, like a dog on this bed. And like, that's how I had to do the scan to like, she, to have cholecystitis at least. Uh, I don't know that they had, I think it was just stones. I just could not get to to roll. And and he was like, I need them to roll. And so I was like trying everything to make these stones roll. Um, And, and now get, get to the, get to the part that everybody wants to hear. Your colleagues proud here and just, I think the fat dump on us. (laughs) I think the biggest con with working with you guys can be, um, yeah, that we feel like that, you write the report for us. Yeah, I knew it. We, we, that we write a big portion of the report or we could write Jeez. it, you know, and you guys just copy and paste what we say yeah. and put it in there. And and we don't make what you guys would make. But yeah. we've talked about this before. Yeah, we have for sure. Um, you don't make what we make. Right. Because you don't take the liability that we take. If mm-hmm. you think about it, I'm taking responsibility for pictures you took. Right. I had no say in these pictures unless you come to me and say, Hey, is this enough? Or, right. and then I tell you, go get some more. Mm-hmm. So when you take the liability, mm-hmm. then your pay will go up. And right. you, you have said this before, mm-hmm. you guys don't need us until you need us. It's true. When you're not sure of something, you're like, shit, I better go tell the radiologist. And then mm-hmm. if I'm not sure, I can't say, Oh, you know, I don't know what it is. Like I have to take responsibility for it. And right. so you guys, some radiologists, I will admit they just copy, they just write down whatever you say, which is dangerous because if you miss something, they just missed it or mm. misdiagnosed it, whatever. Right. So I was I was ready for that one. I knew that's where you were gonna go. Well, and, and that's probably the, the biggest con. But I think that even I, I and I think that's not necessarily accurate because we we yeah, I, I we need you guys to be able to we can't do read anything else wise and so we need you guys you know for those reasons yeah, but that's another and, issue i know we've talked about you guys like signing your own reports before but mm-hmm. i don't think you would know what the next step is a lot of times right because your colleagues are not going to like this but i was talking with an ir physician the other day and he agrees like ultrasound's a screening exam essentially mm-hmm. for a lot of things yeah sure you can diagnose col- a dbt there's things obviously you can diagnose right but i was looking at a uh tips on an ultrasound mm-hmm. and the tech was saying there was no flow 
And I'm like, is your probe at the right angle? Like, are right. you making it look like there's no flow? Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. So essentially they had, we had to get a CTA, you know, yeah. of the liver. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this ultrasound is a screening exam. It is. And, it, and you a, have to be able to know where to go next. If the mm. screening exam is positive, like what, ne- what step do you go to right. next? It's a, yeah, it, it's got its perks, you know, with the, if you're looking for uh, torsion in testicles or if you're looking mm-hmm. for different things like that, it can screen, you know, breast. You use the mammo and then use the ultrasound for. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it has its uses. For sure. Everything has its use. And so, but I, but I agree with you. I mean, I don't, I, sometimes you do get frustrated is, and I've, I've probably been there before when I feel like, okay, I'm just going to write this up and they're just going to copy exactly what mm-hmm. it said. And it is what it is. Like it's all, it's all me. And I think that it goes back to too, if if the, I don't know, the radiologists are jerks to you that day or or in general, like I think I told you I had a radiologist steal a pen from me once, and I was super upset about that. But that was a, a another story that I did a procedure. They took my pen and went back and said, "Oh, I, you took my pen on accident," and they got super mad because I was like coming for my pen because you know we don't. We, we, we're just the simple sonographers and, and every pen matters to us. So no pen left behind. Hashtag. Yeah, no pen, yeah, no pen I think behind. As far, as far as egos go, you guys are lucky you work with us. Would be, <laughs> oh, I, count, would, I count my blessings. Like <laughs> imagine working for a surgeon full time. Yeah. You had your one horror story, you know, a few episodes back involved a surgeon. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, That's true. Yeah. I think yeah, as far yeah. as ego and like personality, radiologists are, usually fairly laid back yeah well, you know, can you imagine yeah. if you if you if you i mean i had well, i won't say his name but there was intending at my residency mm-hmm. he was uh first or second year like his second night of call mm-hmm. he's like i had to go into the or because the guy was the surgeon was doing something with the liver transplant or something but he had mm-hmm. to do like ultrasound on the liver and he had to do it what? the tech the tech wasn't allowed to do it He's like, I've never done this before, <laughs> and he fucked it up, and the surgeon got pissed. Oh, and man. so it could always be worse. There, yeah. there are there are bigger egos in medicine than ours. That's true. Well, you're and especially when you're outside your wheelhouse, you're like, I'm the I'm the rad, and I'm used to reading the exams, and now it'd, it'd be like even even sending you guys, and I don't know, maybe you know better than me, going sending you in to to do the CT scan or to do that chest X ray or to do the like, you're like, well, this is not my I. I don't take a chest x-ray every day. I don't do this liver ultrasound. And yeah. So that's, we don't, we know what it should look like, but we can't set it up and actually do it. Right. Right. And so, yeah, that's where the sonographer tech, whatever um, comes into play. We each have our jobs and, and we each complain about the other job. You know, it's like the weather. Everybody complains the weather's whatever, wherever you're at. And so, all right. So let's moving on here. Um, let's ask gauge. A little bit about i think his pros and and cons i think he's having some no i mean the, you're gonna hear it yeah the dog won't stop barking so i muted myself but uh okay you want to do some pros i'll start yep. with the good stuff can you hear me yeah i can hear you yep yep okay uh so we'll start with the pro mm-hmm. i'll give you two pros one obvious answer money right. radiologists make uh, even in medicine we make a good amount of money compared to other doctors true but 
you know, the live that's, we'll go, we'll save that one. And then, so money is the first one for me. The second one, maybe even bigger is that I don't have to see patients mm -hmm. regularly. You mm -hmm. know, I don't do too many procedures where I'm at now, but I, obviously I did in fellowship and in residency, mm -hmm. but in the top three reasons I did uh, radiology patients was number one. Like I didn't want to see them ever again. I think I've told the story. I was like five, 10 minutes. Five ten minutes into my first patient encounter as a third year, and mm -hmm. I was like, I can't, I can't fucking do this. <laughs> They're just drowning on about diabetes, and I'm just like, I cannot do this. Yeah, it's not your. So thing. that that eliminated everything except radiology and pathology, mm -hmm. and I was like, I can't look at a slide. So, mm -hmm. so um, yeah, so money and patients, and the third one isn't like anatomy. It's all anatomy based. Radiology yeah. is, and that was the only class that I like thoroughly enjoyed in med school. Mm -hmm. Everything else was just like grinding you know, your nails on a chalkboard. Ren and Barry. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. the cons, which <laughs> I can't. Oh yeah. my God. So the first <laughs> one is that we are a referral specialty, mm -hmm. right? So we're essentially at the mercy of everyone else. Mm -hmm. And when you get uh, outside of academics, where academics is it's essentially a salary, right? You're paid the same for whatever you read. So mm -hmm. you don't care if they order more or less. I mean, you care if they order more because you don't want to do it. But when you get into private practice, sometimes you get paid more if you read more. So when you're mm -hmm. a referral service, everyone has to order the studies for you, right? You can't, sometimes we recommend studies, but we can't essentially can't recommend our own studies like 99% of the time. So we're relying on other people to do it for us, which is fine until you get the current climate of medicine, which is, nobody knows how to order imaging it's true i was talking to the one of my partners who was on the overnight he's doing overnights and he's like roughly i would estimate that 60 percent of what i read last night was not indicated wow. so over half of what he read was not indicated which means and we, we're not of like a, a per click group so we don't get paid more if we read more Mm -hmm. So he essentially 60, if he read a hundred studies, 60 of them, he should not have read because they weren't indicated. Right. So you can imagine he just doubled his workload. One, he's working the overnight shift. Now he just doubled his workload for no reason. Right. So for me, it's the fact that we're referral based and people don't know how to order imaging. Mm -hmm. So we get dumped on. And in private practice, usually you don't say no because yeah. you don't want to piss these people off. Because that's your referral. Usually, yeah. Usually they don't have other options, but you still don't want to piss them off. Yeah, because you need them to order the studies. And right. if you're at a place where you get paid more to read more, you're like, okay, fine. I'll read, you know, a normal right. chest. I'll read 65 normal chest x-rays, mm -hmm. even though they weren't indicated. So I'm going to get paid more for this. But right. so that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a that's a big con is is and I, I think if, if I was in your shoes, I'd get super frustrated with they they do. They order an exam and then you read the exam and then you recommend the next step. And I see so many times because I'm reviewing images from the, the ultrasound. I'm like, okay, I'm looking for a CT. I'm looking for whatever that maybe they've recommended is the next step, like follow up with this and they never have it. And so they never get that extra order for that MRI that they should have got or that CTA or that whatever else was the next, like you said, ultrasound being the initial, maybe the screening exam and they should have gotten this and it just never comes and you're like but they ordered some other random study that has nothing to do with what you re recommended 
and so I, I, I don't really understand why, um, why, why I guess, but I, that would be very frustrating. Is like wanting to read the next step that they should have and they don't have it, and so I, I think that just goes back to the disconnect of the ordering providers or physicians and and the radiologist and their um, lack of maybe wanting to reach out to you guys to ask like what what next or following what you guys say or, or um, just better communication avenues that probably need to somehow happen in this wonderful world of medicine. Yeah, I know we've talked about that before too, mm -hmm. in terms of, I tell every um, like medical student or resident mm -hmm. that's not radiology, mm -hmm. like if you have a question, just call. Right. I, I'm be more pissed off if I have to read an exam that is not indicated than I would be if you called me to ask if the test is indicated. Right. So just just call me and ask. Oh, always call for sure. You get enough phone calls as this. What what's one extra call that, to get something correct? I agree. And so so yeah, I totally understand your pros and your cons there. I think um, and so I guess we could move past that, I suppose, and go it. on. Let's go on to our next part here. And so this is a question that we saw on either Facebook, some social media page. And on the social media page, it basically said that they had failed an exam I don't know, five times or something. And it was just like, how many times is too many times? And when do you maybe either hang it up and go do something else? Or do you just keep taking it until you can try to, till you pass it? And because I know the the difference being in, um, I think I, I unless it's changed, I think in sonography, I think you can take it. You have to pay the two seventy five. You have to take sixty days off after each test. Cash not, money. Yeah, exactly, cash money. So they continue to just kind of you want to keep paying us and keep failing, like just keep paying, yeah. us, keep failing. What so, uh, did you clarify which exam it was? Because I think it's it's related to it's probably one you've taken before. I yeah, think. I, I believe it was in the just in the abdomen or something. And I and I, yeah. and I know there are certain stats for like I think the vascular is more one of the highly or failed exams. Like the pass rates forty mm -hmm. percent. I don't know what you mm -hmm. know. Each exam has a higher lower pass rate, and so and it changes year to year. And yeah. so I think but you can. Week, I think you you have a since you've passed it. I assume you passed it on your first try. You don't have to tell anyone, but you have the perspective of like. You know the exam they're taking, mm -hmm. how hard it is, how not hard mm -hmm. it is, whatever. Yeah. So they've taken it. You said five times. Yeah, I think it was five times. So and they, put, and they, put your put yourself in those shoes. Mm -hmm. You fail it. You fail it five times. You get the fifth. You get the fifth email back that says you failed. What are you doing? You get instantaneous. They tell you that day. Oh, uh, even better. So, so you're in the you're in the testing center, or I seem at this point you're probably you know you can take it from oh. home too. Yeah, you so you're taking your test. Yeah, so as soon as you hit submit on that last question, you know, you hit. Well, and I did them. I'm a little older, so I did it in the testing center. And yeah. so when I hit submit, it says go to your proctor or whatever. Like you have to hand in because they give you like a whiteboard that you want. Yeah. You want to write your yeah, note yeah, yeah. on, and so you give them your whiteboard back, and they print you out the paper right there, and it says God like damn, the proctor sees it too. Yep. Oh. And I and I can remember when I uh, when I passed the proctor like looks at you know looks at prints it out and i don't know if they know where to look or whatever they print it out and it's got the picture because they take an initial picture of you mm -hmm. and so it's got the picture and it's got your score it's got the passing like the what the passing curve is 
and it says pass or fail and they like hand it to you and you know it's so they yeah. you, get, you get it right as soon as you're done you find out it's not like the nclex with the nurses where they have to wait a month or with your testing with you guys we got to wait whatever period of time it is as soon as you get you know and so if you fail you have 60 days to God then damn, you have to wait 60 days before you can retake it Jeez. did they yeah, tell you yeah. how much you fail by like how many questions nope and that's yeah. one of the crazier parts too is so i think the cutoff i think it's a 555 is the score you have to get whatever that means there's a hundred there's 170 questions and i assume they weigh the questions yeah differently however they choose to weigh and i've i was told i don't know the validity of that i was told that certain questions don't even count and so they're just like practice yeah questions. They're trying i've heard that to, before too that they want to like see how you know they'll use them on future do, exams yeah, if they're future good. exams yeah. or whatever it is and so certain ones don't quite count and then you have certain ones that count a lot more and so somehow you get to this random over this random number so you have to hope that you miss the questions that don't count and get the questions right that count a, a yeah, lot just, yeah just get them all right right yeah <laughs> but it's crazy though because that means it's predetermined mm -hmm. the pass the passing rate is predetermined or the score is predetermined because mm -hmm. they don't scale they don't weigh it at all yeah like they don't like our exams they say they don't do this but they do mm -hmm. uh you take it Mm -hmm. They grade it, and then the people essentially that wrote it or that help write the questions, mm -hmm. they will let them look at the questions that were poorly uh, scored. So, so like people that yeah, so the people that were doing really well, if they did bad on the question, they'll be like, "Oh, is this question trash?" And then maybe they throw it out. Mm -hmm. So it's curved, right? It's not mm -hmm. predetermined. They say it's not, but it is. Yeah. So like yours, yours is just straight up. And and, yeah. and it's weird. And it's weird because you don't know. You don't know what each question is worth. And they tell you like a generalized thing, you know, 40% of the test is going to be on dog shit, you know, patient yeah. care, whatever yeah. you're taking, you know, whatever Stupid. it is. And so you're just like studying random everything to try to figure out what, what your test is going to, you know, then you end up taking it. Especially when you take, it's interesting because like when you take the abdomen test, abdomen has thyroid questions on it. It has testicle <laughs> questions on it. It has, um, your prostate questions on it and so like it covers such your abdominal ultrasound exam covers such a, a broad range of like yeah. random freaking stuff and then you know how much is that prostate question worth versus how much the thyroid question was worth and so i i, I don't know that anybody actually knows the answer to that question yeah but um so but a, yeah i think it's just a shit show yeah it really it really is yeah. and, and and so i mean Man, failing it five times though, like that. I mean, these things, these things exist. I think largely for money. For sure. you know, I took for us, it's called the core exam, and I forget. I think it's six hundred and forty bucks all five years that you're in residency mm -hmm. to pay for the exam. So what is that? Yeah. Three thousand, some some odd dollars, twenty four hundred, something like that. Yeah. Uh. So it's just a money grab. That's all it exists for. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I have to pay dues every year just for no reason. Right. Like right. these exams, if it wasn't a money grab, if you failed, you would take it again for free. But the yep. fact that it's like 275 or whatever you said every time, that means yep. that person's paid a thousand dollars to take that exam. Yep. And they're still not a sonographer. Right. That's so uh, you just got a thousand dollars from someone who's not going to be in your mm -hmm. club. You know? And and I'm curious too. So this is like a random aside. I think we we didn't talk about this, but once you 
so now that you've we've passed say you're passing your official you're a sonographer or whatever now they're trying to create um exams that you take to kind of continue your yeah welcome to medicine buddy like it's fine like to do continuing education but yeah. like how do you set for an sit for another exam yeah. to like make sure that you're still competent enough to do whatever it is i was like that seems like like if another like i don't know 10 years from now they were like you know what we need you to retake that core exam again and do that and you're like like i passed like can we move like all continuing like studying and keep up on my stuff yeah so that again i'm sure some doctors still do have to take exams radiologists used to have to take exam every 10 years just recertify just like that yeah uh, now we have other options but you can still i think you can still opt to take the test every five or ten years or whatever it is so it's still a possibility so that's so, not unheard of in medicine yeah. you know for physicians to have to research called and recertify yeah. So, but no, you're not going to catch me doing that shit. <laughs> well, and I thought that's, and, and that's what we're, uh, it's interesting is our like credentialing body ARDMS is there. I believe they're the one that's like pushing for it. And it's just like, of course they are. It's like, so we're, we pay you yearly dues. We pay you for each test. And now yeah. you're the one who's pushing us to have to yeah. pay you to recertify. Like this is, that's so, I mean we we pay the ACR ABR whoever it is yeah and they're supposed to go to um, DC to lobby for us mm -hmm. reimbursement's still getting cut what the fuck are we paying you for yeah paying reimbursement's you been cut every year for like twenty years like what where are our dues going you're just stuffing yeah. in your pocket I think that's probably what's happening the lobbyists are lobbying and they're saying thank you for your money pay me next year. Oh, and so, yeah, that's, it's, it's, uh, I, and I, and you know, and I don't know the, I guess we brought that up. We really don't, you don't know the answer to the question, you know, maybe on the sixth time they'll pass and then everything in the past is didn't matter. And so, but you know, sometimes I guess if you get to the point and you decide that maybe it's not for you after that fifth time or sixth time or seven, whatever, you know, then you move along. It's, it's your life to live however you want. Yeah. But I think five times you, you, you got to call it a day. Like it's, you have to call, I mean, the, Right. The only time you fail is if you quit, but you got to quit at this point. Cause like, at what point then do you like question? Like, do they actually know what the hell they're doing? You failed it five times. Yeah. And, and, and maybe they're, they need to get back to, I don't know. They study different things. There's so much material out there that you can get your hands on to kind of help you, you know, Oh, you got the ultrasound registry review. If this is sonography related, obviously you got the registry review. You got Edelman's courses, the X zone, which are, I think are awesome. Uh, Penny, just to name some different like authors that if you aren't in looking at these ones, I think this is your bread and butter that if you know this stuff, you're going to, you're going to pass the test. Um, but, but yeah, like, like Gage said, that's, that's, uh, that's tough. And so just gave some free advertising there for, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever those people are. So. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if it's like one of those things, if you know, you know, like that's not even like yeah. that. Everybody knows those folks. If you're in this field, you know the folks. And so, all right. And so I think uh, we kind of went over right, that one. Part here. You're, you get to do this. This thing is the second time in a row you've come up with the question. Little know, uh, you really current events, me. you know, themed question mm -hmm. of the day. Yeah. So I think it's kind of crazy. Gage is kind of his favorite thing in the world is, is letting is having this question. He's letting me do it again, which is cool. Yeah. And so I think I think we were going to go with if you, since it's almost Halloween, what is the best or a cool Halloween costume 
that um, yeah. that you'd like to wear or that you've worn before. And if you mm -hmm. just before you get started, a brief yeah. plug, we also came up with uh, a good Halloween costume for a radiologist, a sonographer. I think I even did maybe a CAT scan, folks. And I think they're hilarious if you haven't had a chance to look at them. But if you haven't, please. Where, uh, where can I find them? Oh, if, if you go to rad underscore talk underscore DG, um, you can check out all our social media handles. That's and, right. And, and you can see all those wonderful uh, pictures of Halloween costumes. All right. So, I mean, if you watch the video, you could take one look at me and guess that I don't dress up for Halloween. So <laughs> yeah. I have blacked out my childhood, I guess. I don't remember ever dressing up for Halloween, mm -hmm. maybe except one time. And I don't even remember if it was for Halloween. But it was the uh, white Power mm -hmm. Ranger. Yeah. I think yeah. I had the helmet, I had the gloves, I had the suit. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why I chose white because the pink. Oh. Uh, what's her name? I forget the name. Kimberly. Kimberly. Yeah, she was mm -hmm. like when you're a young man <laughs> and you first lay eyes on her, you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, her yeah. and uh, mm -hmm. Topanga. Uh, Those were the two. You know, you grew up in era. Boy yeah. meets, girl meets, uh, boy meets world. Yep. Boy meets yeah. World. yeah. Yeah. So I um, think that, I think that's the only time I've ever dressed up for Halloween. Yeah. Well, it was, a, it was a crazy, it was a good costume choice. The white Ranger was one of the best. Yeah. It's and iconic. So, yeah, for sure. You see my chubby little ass out there door to door. I got a, yeah. I got a pumpkin, you know, <laughs> yeah, asking for sure. people for candy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Everybody, you know, beast, beast white power Ranger asking for candy. Right. I Halloween is twisted. You're just out there knocking on strangers' doors asking for candy. Yeah, that's kind Jesus. of interesting. I wonder if the kids still use the pumpkins. Like, I know we used uh, pillowcases, and I think I had a pumpkin yeah. at one point as well. I remember one lady, like, right down the, right down the street from my house was giving out sodas. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's my house, right? That's when of the course, it's like a knockoff fucking Dr. Uh, Thunder. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, lady. Oh, my God. That's funny, the Dr. Thunder. And that's where the Dr. Pepper obsession began. Yeah, I chose the real. You know, come on. Yeah, it's it's like the you, know, you go to you always know that people that give out the full candy bars. And so you yeah, go those to, are your favorite. Those are your favorites. I think um so I know you uh, dress up every year. You probably still dress up. So let's uh, hear the okay. So the I'd say the best one I ever had was I dressed up as I think it was the Lucky Charm Leprechaun. Oh my god! And and let me let me tell you this, and I don't think I've ever told you this. And so I dressed up, and this was when I was working for I can't for some hospital is before before I graduated college. I may have been in college, dressed up as this, and they had a the the cost the hospital had a costume contest, and yeah. so I dressed up and entered this costume contest. We had whole departments that entered this costume contest. I did like this crazy jump in the air. The lady took like the perfect photo. And this is before like the camera phones were really popular. And so like you couldn't just take a bunch of like she had to time the photo. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Like and I had to jump like she did it perfectly. I timed the jump. It was great. And so I end up and you know, I'm entering in the contest. I'm like, whatever it is, what it is. Well, I I actually won <laughs> Halloween costume contest i can't remember i can't remember what i got at this point it was something i can't remember what it was you were in college was, at the time i was in college yeah yeah did you go college. to a party that night uh probably yeah oh man you missed i know you missed the golden opportunity 
<laughs> all you had to do was put a sign over your pecker that said magically delicious. And it would... <laughs> oh my God. Can you? Okay. This wow. is, I it was, it was not that, that was not that type. Of, I know uh, that's a, know. that's a, if you're in college, you're welcome for, <laughs> for that. Yeah, just, if, if he's given, you know, yeah, that's free. They're, oh my God, they're getting so lucky this weekend. <laughs> wow. That was too good not to share. But yeah, I, I, I won the costume contest. You do whatever, you know, whatever you want to do with Gage, whatever piece of information Gage just yeah. gave away. That's you guys do whatever you want gold. with that. That's golden. It's gold. Magic. What was it? Magically delicious. Magically delicious. That's his phrase, right? And look at right, Charles. Yeah, magically it delicious. Well, it was crazy. I actually had the heart stars, horseshoes, you know. The no, of course he went with the childish tune instead of blue moon. Oh, my God. The, well, it had like a little like attachment to it uh, that you like held on and had each one of the um, whatever those things are, you know. But I, I, don't, know. I, don't, I don't like the lucky charms, but um, unless they sponsor me then. But um. I mean, if if they want me to do that, yeah, that's. <laughs> I would definitely wow. think about it. That may be but the yeah, best thing I've ever said on here. <laughs> that, was a, that was quite a I'm gonna, tip. I'm gonna clip that, and that's going on. That's yeah. going on TikTok for sure. <laughs> that's going for sure. But I think that well, that covers everything. Somehow we got. I, I, mean, I can't to, think of a way to, better way to end it. So yeah, I, we were going for. I think I was going for 20 minutes, and we got 45. So we'll take that. Yeah, thank you for that. I'm sure that right, the viewers out there, it's, if, if if this costume starts popping off, yeah, take crap for that. Go hashtag tattoo doc. Yeah, uh, for that one, if you would. But, I'll let you. Uh, if you're watching the video, you know you can see our social medias here for sure. If you're on uh, uh, audio, the podcast, just rad underscore talk underscore dg for all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I don't think that's. Also, you got to tell them Gage has kind of done some branching off here. If you're into this, oh yeah, I forgot. Stuff. I forgot my handles though. Honestly, I think it's. I think TikTok is just Tattoo Doc. Mm-hmm. I think Instagram is Tattoo Doc eighty five, mm-hmm. and that's all I have. A YouTube is Tattoo Doc eighty five. I think too. But yeah, so check out Gage if you're into the sports world. Gage is going. I'm I'm pressuring Dennis into doing it, so he'll have his own next time we, we do this. I will. So I'll get there. Yep. Yep. For sure. But otherwise, until next time, guys. All right, we'll see you.